I try really hard to be kind. Kind to my coworkers, my friends, my family. Kind to the environment, kind to animals and other living creatures. I try to be kind. And for the most part, I think I do an okay job, except for one area in my life. When I slide behind the wheel of my car, I become a race car driver with the mouth of a sailor for anyone who dares get in my way. I am not kind on the road. And for what reason? It's not like I'm a super important person that's late for a super important job. I know this rationally. And being both teacher and counselor, I've tried different strategies and psychoanalyzed myself. But driving continues to be a daily reminder for me to practice kindness. I don't think I'm the only person who struggles to practice kindness in different areas of their life. I'm curious what areas of your life it's difficult to be kind. Yep, I'm talking to you. You can insist your life is full of rainbows and butterflies, but we are human which means we can be emotionally messy at times. And the struggle to be kind is a part of the messiness. In this second episode of our kindness series, we'll explore reasons we may struggle to be kind and explore how we might choose to be kind. Welcome to Limitless Thoughts, a podcast from Limitless Life Counseling, where we explore questions, thoughts, ideas, and emotions. If you've missed our other episodes, you can check them out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. I would love you to become a follower and share this with others, because together we can bring more light to the world. I am not a fan of random acts of kindness. Sounds strange in context of this being an episode in a series about kindness. You'd think I'd be telling you to go forth and spread random acts of kindness. But have you ever actually thought about random acts of kindness? Specifically, the random part? Sure, it's nice to open your front door to see a basket of cookies from the neighbor or be the recipient of having your coffee paid for by the person ahead of you in line or receiving a generous tip from a customer. Those kindnesses are nice. Those kindnesses can turn our okay day, a bad day, into a more positive day. Those kindnesses might even inspire a domino effect of kind acts being passed on. But like the game of dominoes, when the last domino falls, the game ends. Or when kind acts quit being passed on, We go back to interacting with life and others in our same way. Random acts are random. Most often they are simply one intentional act in the midst of someone's day or week or month or year and not necessarily connected to living kindness. At this point you might be wondering, What does it matter if kindness is random, intentional, or lived? The world needs more kindness, so take what you can get. 
The world does need more kindness. But I wonder how much more powerful, how much more felt is kindness by the receiver and the giver when it's practiced each day, lived each day. Set this thought aside for a moment. I promise it will all connect by the end. Let's shift our attention to reasons we struggle to be kind or reasons people can be mean and nasty. Exploring reasons why people struggle to be kind can guide us in knowing how we might meet unkind with kind and how we ourselves can become more aware when we are struggling to be kind so we can choose to be kind. Because let's be real. When the ticked off grocery store clerk is slamming your bananas down on top of your bread, telling that person off is probably only going to get the eggs broken and chips crushed in the next bag. If we can pause and instead of reciprocating with our own version of mean and nasty, respond with boundaried kindness, we'll talk about what boundaried kindness is in another episode, we might be able to diffuse the situation. Beyond being able to diffuse situations, the other benefit of us exploring reasons we struggle to be kind is it may offer us a better understanding of our own patterns with kindness and unkindness. So why do we struggle to be kind? When I was doing research on this question, I started to formulate two categories, specifically reactive and unintentional struggles. Let's start with reactive struggles to be kind. Reactive struggles are responses we have when we experience an injustice or unfairness. You've seen kids retaliate on each other when someone grabs a toy or gets a bigger piece of cake. As adults, we do the same. Yes, even toys as an adult can trigger unkindness. Just witness a Black Friday sale. And I don't know about you, but I'm willing to duke it out for the last piece or plate of really fantastic food. Another reactive struggle to be kind is protection. Protection when a resource is scarce or when a family member or friend is being threatened. What about revenge? Revenge certainly brings out the nasty in people. And then there is power and control or feelings of superiority that trigger unkindness. Think about these different reactive struggles to be kind. Which are you guilty of struggling with? What about the second category, unintentional struggles to be kind? These happen when we have good intentions, but our delivery stinks. It's those situations when we lack awareness, insight, or have assumptions about a situation, a culture, another person's experience. And in our attempt to connect, we unintentionally say or do something that is perceived as offensive and mean. 
Unintentional struggles to be kind can also occur in our approach when communicating. Like being a very direct person, or being a person who only hit hints at what they need. Our personality quirks, or style of communicating, our cultural background, or even our life experiences can unintentionally set us up to communicate an unkindness despite our best intentions. We could spend another whole episode explaining each of these categories and even psychoanalyze these different struggles to be kind. But I'd rather each of us begin to explore our own reasons for being unkind. Because then we can start to develop an awareness of our own patterns and develop what I consider even more important and more empowering. And that's the awareness of kindness being a choice When we are in an experience, a relationship, and we feel ourselves at that crossroads of either reciprocating with unkindness or reciprocating with kindness, we need to realize reciprocation with unkindness does nothing but perpetuate cynicism, anger, cold-heartedness, all those definitions of unkindness. Sure, in the moment, it might feel justified, vengeful, righteous, but deciding to add unkind to unkind, to fight fire with fire, actually replaces kindness in your heart with coldness, indifference, dislike, And if kindness continues for long enough, cold-heartedness and hard-heartedness. But what about that category of unintentional kindness? We also have a choice when we are unintentionally mean. When we become aware that we have done something offensive or mean, or when it's brought to our attention, We have the choice to become more aware. The choice to change a style of communication. The choice to even apologize if apology is needed. Please know there are times when someone may communicate they are offended or that you have been mean and, well, it's just not the case. If you live with boundaried kindness, which we'll talk about in another episode, you can navigate this. That doesn't require you changing who you are, and maybe it doesn't even require an apology. Whatever the reason for your struggle to be kind, kindness is a choice. And if kindness is a choice, then it means we must practice kindness each day. Remember I told you earlier, I struggle with the concept of kindness being random. If kindness is random, it means we are only putting thought into being kind when it's convenient, when it feels good, when someone looks like they're having a bad day. And maybe I'm just playing with words. 
But what if when we pay for the person's coffee behind us, it's because we are being intentional? It's because we're choosing to practice kindness each day. Because we are striving to live kindness. I've reflected a lot on my behavior behind the wheel. Long traffic lights give me plenty of time to think. And when I've reflected on the reason why I freely use my horn and yell incredibly, shall we say, creative words and phrases at the drivers around me, it comes down to one consistent reason. A need for control. Control because I'm frustrated I'm not able to control the traffic light that has kept me stopped for at least five minutes. Frustrated that even though I'm a maniac with my horn and words, I still obey traffic laws, yet the person who just cut me off isn't following those laws. When I say it out loud, a need for control that I can somehow achieve by using my horn and colorful language? I hope you heard the question mark at the end of that sentence because when we reflect on situations in which we are responding with unkindness, we start to realize unkindness really doesn't get our need met, doesn't fix our problem, doesn't fix the relationship. And even if we somehow do fix the problem with unkindness or get our needs met with unkindness, it's not a sustainable approach. Not sustainable because continually responding with unkindness will eventually cause relationships to end. Will eventually lead to deeper feelings of anger, depression, and even hate. Which will eventually affect our health. I can make the choice to be a frustrated driver. Or... I can make the choice to let go of trying to control the traffic lights, let go of trying to control the other drivers, and appreciate the drive while maybe listening to a podcast. We have the choice to be kind or unkind. We have the choice to practice kindness. We have the choice to live kindness. What's your choice? Be kindness, receive kindness, send kindness. Till next time. Thanks for listening.